Blog Talk Radio. that 
that came up. It was like self-hate. And I was like, wow, that's a pretty powerful word. And the spirit, you know, why, why, why are we using this word? And so we're going to get into that a little bit later in the show. But it's going to be a very powerful uh, uh, show for you, and I hope that uh, you get a lot from it. So as always, we have our reflection questions, which are brought to us by our millennial goddess, Kari. So we just want to say thank you to her for bringing us our questions to reflect on this week. And so the first question is, what do you love the most about yourself? And is this particular trait or quality seen or validated by others? And if not, how does that make you feel? The second question is, how deeply do you allow yourself to love yourself at this current moment? What do you think needs to be forgiven, shifted, or let go of to allow a deeper love? The third question is, how do you react when receiving compliments or validation? And the last question is, do you feel pressured to maintain an image of positivity or self-love? If so, how do you deal with this pressure? So great questions and things for you to reflect on as we move through the show tonight. But before we get started, as always, we want to start with the grounding exercise or just a couple of deep breaths to bring ourselves fully present so that we can be in alignment and in harmony and balance with our authentic nature as we open up and receive in this moment. So I have my feet planted firmly on my grounding mat. I love these grounding mats. It's just like walking outside on the grass. It's really amazing. So if you have something that you use to ground yourself, that would be perfect. If not, you could just take a couple of deep breaths with me and ground yourself and bring yourself fully present. Sometimes we're out, we're running, we're ripping, we're doing all kinds of things in the world, and we're not really paying attention to are we fully present? Am I present in my body? Am I in the moment? In the moment is really where your power resides. So tonight we want to be fully present so that you can receive whatever it is you came here to receive and also to give love and energy um, as you listen to the show. So let's take about three deep breaths, and we're going to breathe in and out, in our nose and out of our mouth. So we'll breathe in love and light and release whatever tension, stress, or anything that's um, in our minds and hearts um, that block us from receiving and being fully present. So let's begin. Inhale and exhale. Inhale, exhale. Inhale and exhale. So just spend a moment just being silent and settling into your body. Just start down at your toes and feet and wiggle your toes just to bring yourself present to your body and come on up into your legs and knees and thighs. What does everything feel like? And if you have any tension, I'm just going to ask you to breathe into that space and just release and let go. Excellent. Thank you for taking a moment with me. 
So usually, um, to, to start off the show, I usually do a um, inspiration, but today I'm going to start the show off uh, with Lesson 11 from my book. Um, for those of you who have my book, No Social 52 Years, 52 Lessons, this lesson is on page 47. For those of you who don't, you can go to my website at milanishani.com and um, click on the Notes to Self tab and purchase the book if you um, if you feel so moved. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to read the chapter because as we move through, I want you to know, um, you know, what we're actually um, talking about as I move through and talk about self-hate versus self-love. I think this is a very powerful um this is a very powerful uh, uh topic to talk about. A lot of people shy away from from this topic. People you know, when I talk to people about self-love, people are saying, "No, I love myself. I love myself." And I'm always asking for proof, proof of life. You all know that that was I think my first or second show is proof of life. Like you can say anything that you want to say. You can say, um, I'm doing good, I love myself. You can say, I'm abundant, I'm prosperous, I'm great, everything's wonderful. But the truth of the matter is always look in for proof of life for yourself. Not, it's not about proof of life for anyone else. It's about proof of life for yourself. So looking inside of your own life to see where the proof is of what you're saying. So if you are shrouded in self-love, dripping in self-love, then you should see that throughout your life. So what in your life represents the fact that you are dripping in self-love? And sometimes you can be loving yourself and need to love yourself a little deeper. Sometimes when it's time for us to go to the next level, um, to move into a new um, a new uh, I don't even know if it's new, but to move into who we are authentically, I'll say. You know, we have to love ourselves deeper. I've been going through so much transition over the last 90 days. It's been really crazy, but I've been getting a beautiful glimpse of some of the things that I've been creating in my life based on some old patterns and habits and cycles. And a lot of these cycles and habits and patterns um, I, I thought I had released, but as I tell my clients, things come sometimes in layers. Sometimes you have five layers, sometimes you have a thousand layers. So you just have to continue to release layers until you're complete. And so there's been a lot of layers that I've been moving through um, over the last 90 days. And so once I complete a layer or feel like the layer is complete, I'm always asking myself, where's your proof of life? So I've been required to love myself deeper because when you uh, discover that you are um, not operating in the way that you think you are, it requires a deeper self-love. It's not about beating yourself up or asking why, why am I still doing this or why do I keep, you know, repeating the same thing and what's going on and all of that. It really just requires you to love yourself, dig down and love yourself deeper and do the work to let go of the cycles, to recognize and realize and take responsibility for it all. So this chapter, uh, Lesson 11 in my book, 
it talks about self-hate and how it's the root of everything, disease, sickness, and depression. So if any of you are suffering from sickness or um, a depressed system or suppression or anything that you're suffering from, this is going to be something that you're going to want to pay very close attention to. Because a lot of times in the spaces that we're in, the environment that we're in, um, the world that we're living in, it really does perpetuate self-hate. A lot of times when we're looking at the TV or on Facebook or social media or even just on our jobs or in the world, every single place we look, left, right, up, down, it's always perpetuating hate yourself. You're not good enough do better, you know, and and on one hand, it's okay to want to elevate yourself and expand yourself and improve yourself, but on another hand, it's not okay that every day you're just not enough. So in this uh, lesson, what I would like to do and my intention tonight is to shed some light on one of my situations where I could feel my self-hatred, I could feel it, I was in it. And um, it was a very difficult time. So I want to talk about this lesson. I think I'm going to read some of it to you, if not all of it. It's a very short um, passage, but I really want you to get a view of um, what the situation was. So, again, for those of you who don't have the book, my book is broken down into sections, and there's like three sections. There's uh, the inter- – well, four sections. So there's the introduction. There's the pathology in which I'm describing where I believe – Um, this particular lesson started, and then I'm sharing the gifts in the midst of chaos. Like the things that came in the midst of a chaotic situation, the gifts that I received, and then I'm I'm sharing um, the reflections. So that's, uh, oh, I do an exercise, a do-it-yourself exercise, which I'm going to give you all at the end of the show, which is going to be great for you to, to help you to love yourself a little bit deeper. So let's delve into this um, lesson 11. Self-hate is the root of all disease, sickness, and depression. This lesson is a recent lesson that I am integrating into my life. Conceptually, I've always known that self-love is important, but unfortunately, I've never learned how to practice this concept. Self-hate prevailed in my life, and I had plenty of practice with it. However, in my world, Hate was such a strong negative word that I had to keep the illusion of positive self-love alive so that I could fit in with the world around me. This self-hatred is clearly reflected and demonstrated in the midst of all the racial tension in this country today. I began to watch the news on television and listen to the radio to stay more informed. As I watched the clips of people spouting hateful words about other races, I got an epiphany. Wow, they must really hate themselves. In my mind, no one can ever say those things and have such passion and pain on their faces and in their hearts unless they really hate themselves. But we walk around like we are all so positive and free. It's all really just an illusion. So that's the introduction to the chapter. And one of the things about this introduction that was pretty powerful is that, um, you know, we, when I, I, I never got this epiphany before, um, I, before I wrote this book, which was last year, um, well, early this year, but I was thinking about, I said, people really must be 
hating themselves. Like when I was looking at this news and I was looking at these people spouting out these racial slurs and looking at the looks on their faces, I'm like, wow, where is that coming from? There's no way you can conjure up that much hate for someone else that you don't even know unless it's already inside. So you got to really be on some real deep self-hatred to be spouting those words out. So this is where you can look for proof of life. And I'll be stopping every now and then as I'm going through this lesson just to ask you to look for proof of life in your life. Are you spouting out angry, hateful things at yourself, in your mind, or at others? That doesn't come from self-love. That love doesn't look that way. Love doesn't feel that way. Love doesn't speak that way, right? And so if you're looking for proof of life or self-love, look at the words that you're saying. What are you thinking? How are you feeling? Because all of that is impactful to you and the people around you. So this is where you can look for proof of life. So if you're saying, oh, I know I really love myself, if that's the truth, then you should be with words of love and peace and light. And that doesn't mean that you're letting everybody get away with everything. You can speak to people the way that you need to um, and get what you need to say out without spouting out hatred. That's not even necessary. Right, And that's one of the things I had to learn because I was the first one to be on some spouting out some names and being mad and, you know, looking at people like they're crazy and having a bad attitude on a regular basis. I was the first one to do that. And I had to learn that that is not even necessary. And that is like me turning on myself. Because all of that anger inside of me is going to hurt me. And the anger, is, it definitely takes its toll on the liver. So if you're a person who has a lot of liver issues, that is anger. So you want to know your proof of life, and you want to know how you operate so you can heal. That's why you really want to know. So that's why I wanted to go through this lesson. I think it's really important because a lot of times we don't even realize that we're hating on ourselves. (laughs) We know we're hating on other people sometimes. We don't like people or whatever, but we don't know how deep we're hating ourselves because we don't think we're good enough or because of some experience that we've been through. And preferably today, you will get healed from that just from this conversation. It's possible. So the next uh, section is called pathology. Being raised by a single mother, I was taught to be strong and independent. There was never much talk about men or dating. Basically, I had to learn through what I saw and from my own experiences. At age 15, I met the man of my dreams. He was amazing. We quickly became inseparable in school and eventually in every area of our lives. He was good to me. And he, he uh, bowed down to my mother on a regular basis to earn her trust, and he succeeded. He did everything he could to impress both of us so he could be in my life. It was magical. After a couple of years, we were sexually active, and I became pregnant. 
Although I didn't know I was pregnant, I knew I did not have a period for three months. Since my mother and I had never had any conversations about sex or anything pertaining to relationships, I had no clue. Let me just know, based on a friend's advice, I did ask my mom if I could get on the field. She replied, no, you're not having any sex, so you don't need it. Okie dokie. So to make a long story short, my mother found out I was pregnant and forced me to go to the abortion clinic to release my baby. She threatened my boyfriend, and he was devastated. I went into a deep depression at the age of 16, which ended my fairy tale relationship and created my first experience with learning how to hate myself. And my false belief at that time was I can never heal the pain. So this was a very difficult time for me, of course, at that age, because I thought that I had the man of my dreams. I thought he was perfect. Even though I was 16, he was 18. He had his own um, business and family business. He worked. He had his own place. He was doing quite well for himself, so I expected him to come rescue me, but it never happened. So I want to talk to you now about the gift in the midst of the chaos. I'm not sure where I would have been today if I had a 30-year-old child and husband. However, I am clear that I will not be who I am. Even though I spent many, many years sabotaging my life after this experience, I learned so much, and I truly believe this situation changed the trajectory of my life. I have had the privilege of supporting thousands of people to change their lives. I may not have taken this path if I was married with children. I may have gone a completely different route. I feel blessed to have experienced this type of love in a relationship, and after this first love, I really never experienced that again. However, I remain hopeful. Today, I am deeply in love with myself because I know what it feels like to be steeped in self-hate. No matter where I am and what I'm doing, I can still get in the mirror every morning and say, Milani, I love you. And I believe it. I know it. And I see it in my soul. This has indeed been a gift. And my true belief now is I am always healing. So sometimes when we, um, going back to the pathology section, when I said the false belief was I can never heal the pain, sometimes when we go through those situations, we feel like we can't heal, like we, we will never heal from the situation because the pain is so deep. But what I realized about these types of situations is when you have that deep, deep pain, the first thing I do is I want to take full responsibility and learn from that. Like I want to go deep within myself and say, okay, Spirit, what are you trying to teach me? I know that this pain is so that I need to wake up in a certain area. I need to expand myself. I need to grow. This pain is for a reason. So I'm no longer in a space where I'm just sitting in the pain. I allow myself about 24 to 48 hours, and that's it, because I don't want to anchor this situation in my life. I don't want to anchor this pain and sit in it. And so after the 24 to 48 hours, it's like, okay, God is up. So let's do God is, okay? And so what is it? What's the lesson here? What do we need to learn? What do we need to let go of? What are we holding on to? Okay? And this is my, this is how I move because for me, I used to sit in pain for so long. It started impacting my entire life. Like I was always being impacted by the pain. 
And so I didn't want that anymore. I didn't want to anchor pain, and I didn't want to always be impacted by pain. And so I had to find a way, and I didn't just want to come up with a whole bunch of coping mechanisms because that doesn't heal. I really, truly wanted to heal. And so in order to heal, you have to look at yourself. Because everything begins and ends with you, every single thing, all the choices that were made. Even though I was 16 and I didn't make the choice to go to the abortion clinic, that was my mother's choice, I made a choice in how I was going to deal with it. I did, I was crazy for years after that. I was doing some crazy stuff, just trying to sabotage my life, just losing it, just crazy. But that was my choice. And when I chose to heal and do something different and be different, I was able to do that. So all those years that I had to suffer, that was me choosing to suffer. Even though I was in deep pain, I didn't know how to deal with it. I didn't know what to do with it. I didn't even know that I could make a choice to heal, that I could make a choice to forgive, that I could make a choice to move on. I didn't know. And so at this point, because of where we are now, we have social media, we have Internet, we have YouTube, we have everything. So there's so many different ways and so many different support systems where you can learn different things. You just have to find the thing that works for you. And a lot of times you come up on that thing right away, immediately. You come upon a person, place, or thing that supports you and tells you the truth. But sometimes you have to hear the truth 1,800 times before you actually be like, oh, light bulb. It trips me out because I'll tell people stuff, I will tell them stuff, and then they'll, you know, they'll be like, okay, and then they won't do it. And then they'll come back to me like two, three months later, two weeks later and say, oh, I'm going to do this. I'm um, Okay. <laughs> but we already said that. We already discussed that. But sometimes it takes people a while, depends on the level of resistance. That's why you never can try to force anybody to change because people are going to make the choice when they want to, when they choose to. They're not going to make the choice when you want them to. And if a person comes back to you and tells you something that they're getting ready to do, acting like you never told them that or it's a new epiphany, it's okay. It is okay. Because that's a gift for you. Because it's a confirmation and validation for you. That person doesn't, you don't need that person's validation. That's a confirmation and validation for you to know that you're on point. And then you take that and put that in your life. So I'm like, hey, I'm on point, so let me keep moving in the direction that I'm going. Because even though this person is not be honest, realizing that I've told them that a million times, but they act like they just discovered it, it's okay. As long as the person gets what they need, and then I can self-validate and be like, hey, I'm on point. That's right. That's what. That's exactly what I told them to do two years ago or two weeks ago. Right? Do not waste your energy and time trying to get somebody to acknowledge and honor you because that is will lead you right down the road of self-hatred because you'll start to question yourself. Why won't they listen to me? Why aren't they doing it? Trust me, I've been there. Right? 
and it really has absolutely nothing to do with you. It only has to do with that person's choice as to when they want to decide to do something different. So um, what the intentional affirmation is um, in my book, um, and I have these do-it-yourself exercises in the book, and at the top of each do-it-yourself exercise is an intentional affirmation. And the intentional affirmation for this particular uh, lesson is, I am deeply in love with myself. And if you all would just say that with me, I am deeply in love with myself. Let's say it three times. I am deeply in love with myself. I am deeply in love with myself. How does that feel? It feels amazing to me. And if it doesn't feel amazing to you now, keep saying it. It will later because it is amazing. I am deeply in love with myself. It's so important that you can say that and, and, and begin to feel it permeate throughout your entire body. There's just certain things that you're just going to, you're not going to put your energy in when you feel that. And sometimes you may get there and then have to remind yourself. And trust me, you don't have to worry about it because the world and people will remind you to always love yourself deeper. And when you get that reminder, it's not about hating the people or questioning yourself. It's just about turning back to yourself and being like, you know what? I am deeply in love with myself, and this moment is a confirmation that I need to love myself deeper, and I'm going to comply. I am going to comply. In this moment, with this pain in my heart, it's just asking me to love myself deeper, and I'm going to comply. I'm going to say yes, yes, yes to myself. And so under the do-it-yourself exercise, I've written, when I become fully present to the root cause of the lesson, which was everything begins and ends with me, my first step was to take ownership of my life and begin with forgiveness. I forgave my mother for a heavy burden she placed on my shoulders at a very early age, known or unknown, and for being in so much pain she could not see me. I forgave my father for never being fully present in my life. And I forgave him for not being aware of how his actions impacted his family. I remember that I am an adult and no longer a child. I had to take ownership and make a commitment to my own healing. I'm going to say that once more. I had to take ownership and make a commitment to my own healing. That is so important. You have to be dedicated to your own healing. Take ownership to, for your own healing. Don't put that on other people. That is your responsibility and your responsibility only. You want to heal? You got to make a commitment to your own healing. And the support systems that you've attracted around you, follow, listen, trust. You have to trust yourself that you attracted the right support systems and people to come into your life. 
And if it takes you 82 times to learn how to move through, then honor the people who were with you 1 through 81 because their um, input to you is just as valuable as that 82nd time that you really got it. And what you'll create for yourself is the same because you don't want to break the laws of reciprocity, violate the laws of reciprocity. So the self of us is that we may go experiences, but when we deeply love ourselves, these experiences are lessons learned for a higher purpose. We can then begin to embrace ourselves right where we are, and we will find that the world will do the same. And the notes of self-affirmation for the week is, I give myself permission to love myself deeply. It's so important for us to love ourselves deeply and give ourselves permission to do so because in our lives, sometimes we just haven't been given that permission. Nobody has said to us, love yourself deeper. Love yourself deeper. So if you haven't received that, I'm saying to you now, love yourself deeper. If you need permission (laughs) outside of yourself, which you really don't, but if you think you do, I'm giving you permission. Love yourself deeper. And that doesn't mean you got to turn on other people and be mad at other people. It's not about other people. It's about you being with you, building a powerful relationship with yourself and loving yourself through, especially when you have hard, uh, painful experiences. When you have painful experiences, you got to buckle down and love yourself deeper. Because that's why the experience is coming. It's coming to teach you something. And it's not about being right or wrong. It's about, is this working? And if it's not working, I need to shift it right now. I have to. I have to shift it for my own sake. Okay? So there's a do-it-yourself exercise in my book for this lesson. I'm going to give you that before we end the broadcast today. So keep listening to the end of the show if you want to get that um, exercise to work with. Um, So I'm going to switch gears a little bit here because I want to talk about, after that lesson, when we talked about self-hatred and loving yourself deeper, I want to talk to you about thepowerpath.com for the month because I always read that, and it's so perfect. It just came in so perfect for this lesson. Um. So the the main theme for October for thepowerpath.com is rewriting the story. So I want to talk to you about rewriting your story today, rewriting that self-hatred story into self-love, and really being able to say, I have really been hating on myself, and I'm getting ready to shift that right now because that's what I choose. I choose to shift it. It doesn't matter why I've been hating on myself. Who've been hating on me? Why they've been making me hate on myself and all the blame game we want to play? None of that matters. No blame, no shame. All you want to do is turn it around, rewrite it. Have.com this month talks about rewriting your story. And so one of the things I wanted to add to the exercise I'm going to give you later on is I'm going to challenge each of you to rewrite your story. 
pick one. If you have a self-hate story, rewrite it. This story that I have in this book has been rewritten hundreds of times, thousands of times. The way I'm rewriting it is, number one, I didn't use my voice to say no to my mom. No, I don't want it. I don't want to abort my baby. No, I never said that. I didn't want to. I was so afraid, terrified, and I didn't want it, but I didn't use my voice. Now I do. It was hard for me to forgive back then. That's another way I'm rewriting my story. I'm forgiving every day. Forgiveness doesn't necessarily mean that you still have to be in a situation. It just means that you're not holding a grudge and harboring that inside of you so your system gets depressed or you cause sickness to yourself. And another way is this, I let go. I let go of that whole story. I haven't told that story in a while. I only tell it when it comes up like somebody's reading my book and asking questions or somebody's in that situation and I feel like it can empower them. That's the only time I tell the story. If I feel like it's going to empower somebody or help somebody or change somebody or challenge somebody, I will tell the stories of the past. Other than that, it's no need. You keep rehashing stories. For what? So let's rewrite some stories. So as I go through the power path, I'm going to read a little bit of this to you. I think it's really important. And if you want to read it for yourself, because it's pretty long and I'm not going to read near half of it, then you can go to thepowerpath.com and just click on their monthly um, their monthly writing. They do this every month, and it's so on point every single month. Um, a girl by the name of Lena writes it, and she's so powerful. Um, so I want you to think about what story do you need to rewrite in your life right now? Okay? What story? Like, just, like, what is really, like, haunting you and holding you back right now? What is it that, you know, because sometimes, it's 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 a person, place, or thing that holding that holds us back, and sometimes it's just sheer resistance. Like some people are just in resistance to their own joy and happiness, and a lot of times with those people, you just have to let them roll, you know, let them roll with it. So what is it right now? Even if you need to rewrite your story based on being resistant to your own joy, because you don't think you deserve it, or you're not worthy, or whatever the stories are. For me, your people hide behind those stories, you know. So the thing is, is what story right now can you rewrite in your life? All right. So let's get into this power path and see um, if we can be inspired. Do you love every aspect of your life? Do you love what is happening in the world? on our planet, with your friends and loved ones? Do you wake up every day and feel that everything is perfect and right and you will not have it any other way? If you answer yes, you are a rarity. As most of us have aspects of our lives that could be much improved and there are parts of our personal story and what we see happening in the world that we would give anything to change. This one. We have the opportunity to shift the cycle of feeling victimized and imprisoned by our story to put into action our dreams for a better future. This is not going to happen passively. 
This is an active time of releasing the old story, the attachment to suffering, blaming and complaining and resetting the patterns to begin manifesting a new dream and living a new story. It seems simple when put into words. However, the attachment to the comfort zone, no matter how satisfying it is, can be enormous challenge to overcome. We simply do not believe we have the power to rewrite our story. Our story is the product of a set of rules, some conscious and some unconscious. In order to rewrite our story, we need to change and rewrite our rules. Taking baby steps in the, in the process is crucial. Your story is made up of the sum of many little habits and patterns. So take one that is manageable and work with it until it shifts. For example, if you constantly find yourself in less than desirable situations due to poor boundaries, then take boundaries as your focus and work on releasing the underlying pattern that keeps you saying yes when you should say no. It could be due to lack of self-esteem or belief that you have to put yourself last in order to be a good person. If we are to change the global story, we have to change our personal stories first. The patterns of negativity, fear, oppression, and mistrust are rampant these days. Instead of focusing on what is out there, the key to rewriting the story is to focus on yourself and reflect on how the patterns of negativity, fear, oppression, and mistrust show up in your own personal life. What about all those beliefs that the environment is not supportive to you and that the very things that are supposed to give life and energy, such as the sun, the air, the food, the water, are so contaminated that they will kill you instead? There is truth to this statement because it is what we have collectively created. So let's create something different. What if every time you drank a glass of water, you honored the spirit of water as an ally and had gratitude for its life-giving properties and focused on the power of that elemental, of that elemental instead of fretting about pollution? What if you honored air in the same way? What if you honored the sun with gratitude and invited that energy in instead of fearing its negative impact? Changing your story is changing your relationship with your environment and changing your relationship with the past as well as the future. Changing your story requires discipline, action, commitment, and the support of others. Although this will not happen overnight, you may definitely see results in areas that are ready to shift. The discipline will be to observe where and how you are attached to the old story and to take determined action to change it from a place of neutrality, compassion, and inspiration. This could be a very exciting month for some, especially those of you that love change, are comfortable with chaos, and are not attached to what others might think of how they may judge you. For most, this month will come with some challenges in dealing with the fear, reactions, and projections of others as you are rewriting your story. Boundaries will be an issue, and that is perhaps the first thing to reset for yourself as a protection against the judgments. Successfully rewriting part of your story will have a ripple effect on those around you, and collectively we can begin to influence the greater story on the planet as well. The more you can change your story to fit your dream of a better future 
and a better life, the more it will affect the whole as we are all connected. This is your service to yourself and the planet, and there is lots of support this month. We are still in an artesian year for a couple of more months. Take advantage of this creative energy that can help you both destroy and let go of the old patterns and attachments, as well as create that new story using your imagination, expansion, discipline, and intention. So this is a very powerful, I love this this power path, because she's talking about really creating a story, not just that changes your life, that also changes the lives of others and the planet and the world. You have that power, like you are that powerful, that just changing your story alone has a ripple effect on the world. We look at the world and we get angry, so we send out angry vibrations into the world to create a worse world, a more angry world, a more tumultuous world. If we look out into the world and send love and light to the world and what it is that we have to bring, what we have to contribute to the world, then we send that ripple effect. We are powerful. Here's proof of life of that. Have you ever stood beside somebody and you were like, oof? Either you said, oh, they got a good vibe, even though you haven't said a word to them or they haven't said a word to you. Or you could say, you know what, ooh, I don't really like how, what I felt with that person. It's like you don't even know them. But you just something that you felt. They had impact on you. And they haven't said anything. This is proof of life, that we're all connected, that there's an aura and a vibration around us that people can feel, and it's impactful. It's impactful to the, everybody in the room that comes into our, our space. So what makes you think that how you're feeling is not impacting the world, the universe, the earth? Yeah, because everything is energy, everything, and everything is alive. So it's important that we don't walk around in this mindless space that we don't matter. This is not the truth. You do matter. Everything you think, everything you feel matters. It's impactful. It's a vibration. And no matter who you're around, no matter who you're with, no matter what you're doing, you matter. I can't tell you the countless times in the three decades that I have been doing this work that I come across people who feel like they just don't matter. And it's not that they're saying it. People don't have to say it. It's like it's so apparent. It's like, you know, you don't show up or when you show up, you're not present. You don't want to talk. You don't do it. And people are like, we can feel that energy. Like it's impacting the whole space. People just don't. It's like because you're not being validated or nobody's big up in you or you're not being noticed or put in the spotlight, you feel like you don't matter. But some of the most powerful people in the world, we've never heard their name because they're in the background. They're in the back of all of those faces that we see on the TV and that we rant and rave about. It's the people behind. 
and we never see their name. We we never will. That whole Oprah show, that behind the scenes, Oprah when Oprah went off went off of TV and she showed the behind the scenes. I was like, wow. I think it was over 250 people behind those scenes that made her show happen. She's basically the face of her show. And there's so many people back there. We never saw them until the show went off. You matter. It doesn't matter whether you're out front in the spotlight, whether you're behind the scenes, behind the curtain. It does not matter where you are, what your position is. You matter. Everything you have to say, everything you feel, every don't let other people, what other people are saying, what other people are doing, place value on your self-worth. Don't even let what you did, what you used to do, what you're still doing, don't let that be your, your feeling of value. Because in an instant, I was talking to my goddaughter's personal assistant today. I was like, in an instant, our lives can change. Anytime I feel myself getting discouraged, like I'm watching TV, some crazy is happening, or I'm looking out in the world and everything is chaotic, or I'm hearing things from my clients, it's so disheartening. I just say to myself, everything can change in an instant. Today is this, tomorrow could be totally different, completely different, and I'm going to hold out for that because I matter, because I'm here in this world for a reason, because I'm connected to spirit, I'm connected to the universe, I'm connected to all there is, I'm connected to God, the creator, I am goddess and I matter. period, and so do you. So I want to give you the exercise, and I also want to talk to you about, um, there's another little section in the PowerPoint um, about how the month shows up for us personally. So I want to talk about that too, but I want to take just a short break. I want to play one of my favorite songs. It's an old song, but I really love it, just to give you a moment to sit with that and to be with that, and then we'll be back in about four minutes, okay? You're listening to Get Your Entire Life, and I am Milani Shani, the love goddess. I'll be right back. Yeah. 
All right. So welcome back to Get Your Entire Life, where we love ourselves by being ourselves. I'm Alana Shani, a.k.a. The Love Goddess, and we're here talking about my book tonight, Notes to Self 52, Lesson 11. Um, and so we have been talking about, um, oh, that was um, Alicia Keys' Butterflies, one of my favorite, favorite um, songs from uh, back in the past. I hope that you enjoyed that beautiful song while you were reflecting. Um, tonight we're talking about Lesson 11, Self-Hate is the Root of All Disease, Sickness, and Depression. And we just finished talking about rewriting our story. Um, that's really one of the most important things that we want to do and messages that we want to get um, across to you tonight is how important it is to really rewrite your story, to look at your life and look at all the old stories that you keep running in your head, in your mind, in your life. And if your life doesn't look the way you want it to look, maybe it's because you just need to rewrite your story. So tonight we're asking you to think about that. What can, what can and we're talking about how much you matter and how much your, how much your energy matters. It's so important that you understand that no matter what is going on in your life or what is not going on in your life, you still matter. And that's the thing that we really wanted to get across to you tonight. So for the um, powerpath.com, the last section is a very short section I want to share with you. And if you want to read this entire article because she gives you everything, the things for the week, what you can expect um, in the weeks moving forward and that type of thing. Um, so um, if you want to read it, you can go to thepowpath.com. It's a very long article, but very worthwhile, taking a few minutes just to go through it and read it. So how this month shows up for us personally. Alina says that this, this is a perfect time to reflect on your personal story and observe what part of it needs to be rewritten. You may feel it is a daunting task. If so, break it up into baby steps. For example, if your story includes the belief that no matter what you do, you cannot lose weight, that part of your story may include resentment towards your genetics or others that do not have that issue in their story. It could also include a sense of being victimized by your situation, a negative relationship with food, including fear, and a love-hate attitude with what you ingest and how it affects you. Um, rewriting this story would include being fully present with your process and changing your relationship with what you might ingest, seeing everything as nourishing and supportive and having gratitude for it instead of feeling bad about yourself. There are more aspects to this, but you get the idea. You can do the same for any part of your story that has to do with your personal experience of life in terms of health, love, energy, satisfaction, prosperity, support, creativity, success, spirituality, discipline, and overall well-being. It really is time to rewrite the story. We have all the tools. We know what we want. The key is to start with baby steps, staying neutral and disciplined, keeping good boundaries, paying attention, and not allowing your ego to take over when fear or despair comes. Practice not taking things personally, especially when those close to you react to your changes that may threaten their attachment. So this is really very important. I want to read that last part one more again, okay, so you all can hear it. So stay neutral and disciplined, keeping good boundaries, paying attention, and not allowing your ego to take over when fear or despair comes up. Practice not taking things personally, especially when those close to you react to your changes that may threaten their attachments. It's very, very important 
that in this day and time, we don't take things personally. Even, I mean, it's always been important, but it's really important now because emotions are high. Everything is super-duper intense. It's a lot going on right now, and so you want to make sure that you're not taking any of it personally. Like I said, whatever other people are doing is their choice, it's their life, allow them to do it. Detach, stay connected, but detach yourself from any outcome, any expectations, and just allow yourself to be in a joyful space. If you are a joyful person, Again, you got to look for that proof of life. What in your life says you're joyful? Is it your attitude? Is it your, is the way you live your life? Is it how you move? Is it how you're being? Is your behavior? Are you able to not take things personally? This is your proof of life of being joyful. It's so, so, so important that you allow yourself to be detached from the mess and the stuff that is going on in the world and in other people's lives. I'm telling you, if you're not able to do it, it's going to mess with you. And it's going to mess with you to the point where you're not going to be able to create the things that you want for yourself. And that's why it's so important for us not to take things personally, because you want to make sure that you can continue to create and attract and manifest what it is that you need and want for your life. People are going through whatever they're going through. Let them go through it. People come into our lives, people go. Let them come, let them go. This is so important for us right now in this time because we can't be losing our minds and on medication and getting sick because we're attached, because so many attachments. And sometimes you may forget. It's so easy to forget because it's so hard in this day and time to really be bonded and close to people. People got so much stuff, so much pain, so much craziness, so much mistrust, so much stuff. And it's perpetuated by the world. The world perpetuates us not trusting each other, you know. And so it's hard to be bonded. So sometimes you may get attached and you may forget and get attached. As soon as you get the prompting, because you will, with that pain that's going to come in your heart or disappointment because you had an expectation, then detach and keep, you know, keep it moving. Keep keep it growing. You don't have to be mad at people. You just get back to yourself because you matter. <laughs> and if somebody is treating you like you don't, that don't take that personally because they don't think they do. Because remember what I said earlier, the only way you can really have a deep self-hatred like that is if you're hating on yourself. So if somebody's treating you like you don't matter, it's because they don't think they matter. So how could they ever, you know, let you matter if they don't even matter to themselves? How do you expect somebody to, you know, to say you matter if they don't matter to them? That's ludicrous, right? They don't even have framework for that. It's like somebody, you expecting somebody who to love you that's steeped with self-hate. They don't have any framework for that. My thing is just be cordial and and honor. And sometimes that ain't even happening. So number one thing you want to do is be very selective and start to rewrite your story. So if you've been attracting a bunch of people who are unappreciative, steep with self-hate, or you've been steep with self-hate and unappreciative yourself, 
then rewrite that. Start with that. Go ahead and rewrite that thing. What is it that you want for yourself? What's important to you? Rewrite it. And do it today. Don't wait because you deserve it today. Okay? So I think that's all we have tonight. I don't know. I want to open the phone lines up if you guys want to call in. We'll give you a few minutes to do that. Um, You can call in at 657-383-0698. If you clicked in, the phone lines are open if you want to ask any questions or make any comments. Or you can always send us an email at getyourentirelife at gmail.com. But if you guys don't have any questions, I think that's it. I'm going to give you the exercise that I talked about. Um, I definitely want you all to rewrite your story and really work on that. That's really important for you. Um, and you're going to be surprised at how powerful that's going to, how powerfully that's going to impact your life, rewriting your story. Because when you start to rewrite it and, and really like write it down, like not, even if you write it on your phone or you write it like on, um, you know, some electronic device, then go ahead and just read it every day. But what I like to do with stuff like this is I write like the handwriting and put it on my altar. Like I have an altar in my room that I have all my sacred things on my ancestors, my mom and my dad, and I just, you know, who have made that transition. And so I like to handwrite stuff like this and really put it on the altar, give it some energy, light a candle, um, because to really um, create the energy and and prayers for, you know, for what I believe to be manifesting in my life at the time. So if you can handwrite it, if not, just if you put it on an electronic device, make sure you're putting energy on it so you're going back and you're reading it every day because the, the, the best thing, practice doesn't make perfect, practice makes permanent. And so if you, if you practice, 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 then you'll make this permanent in your life. So whatever the story is that you want to rewrite, you have to make it permanent. Okay, so those of you who called in, thank you for calling in. If you want to make a comment, just press one, and um, we'll bring you in. So I think we have our beautiful millennial goddess, Kari, on on the line. She's so beautiful and always wants to call in to support and has the most um, powerful insight. So um, Kari, hi, love. You don't get your entire life. How are you? Hi, I'm doing well. Can you hear me? I can hear you well, yes. Okay, I just wanted to um, add in a comment. I was going to say that this is really incredible, and thank you for sharing this exercise and rewriting your story because when I had, um, we talked about the power path before, and I was thinking about rewriting my story, I was approaching it from a standpoint of, oh, I'm just going to take this story, I'm going to rewrite it and make it sound better and more empowering, and then I'm just going to leave it here. And, but you really, like, gave mm-hmm. us tools to actually, like, practice it and going back to the root of why the story even existed, like, taking ownership is really powerful. And um, I also really love what you said about um, if you're not getting validation or compliments and you just, you're behind the scenes or you're, you know, not present mm-hmm. or not really showing up. So it's just really amazing. Thank you so much for sharing this today. <laughs> Thank you, love, for calling in, always giving us your gems. I love that you do that. It's so awesome. Like, uh, you know, I love Tribe. You know, Kari is, like, only 22 years old. I'm so proud of her because she's getting this, like, 
way ahead of time, way before, because we didn't get it to like 40, 50. And so getting this at 22 years old and really being able to integrate with it is very, very powerful. So thank you so much, love. It just gives us, you know, some powerful hope for the millennials and the young people who are coming up because, again, you matter, your energy matters, and the fact that you're integrating with this, changing your life, is causing a ripple effect um, throughout the world. So thank you so much, babe, for calling that. I appreciate you. Love you. Love you, too. Thank you. <laughs> God is blessings. All right. Um, I don't think we have any other, anyone else press one um, so far. So we're going to go ahead and give you this exercise that you can do um, along with this. And then we're going to, oh, first of all, I want to tell you all how you can get in touch with me. So you can go to my website. It's uh, Milani Shani, M-A-L-A-N-E-S-H-A-N-I. M-A-L-A-N-E-S-H-A-N-I dot com. A lot of people spell that wrong and they can't find the website. So make sure you spell that correctly. Um, And so you can go to my website and you can send a message there. You can also join our mailing list there. Um, If you go to the Get Your Entire Life tab, once you get to the website, you can stay connected with us a couple of ways. One, you can join our mailing list and receive our light letter every week. We only send out one email, and that's once a week on um, Wednesdays at noon, and we send our light letter out, and that's called the Activation Station. And that's for weekly inspiration. Um, We put weekly uh, inspirational videos in there. Um, We have our calendar in there so you know what we're doing. If we have any special announcements or feature products, we put them in there. We also always do an inspirational section. Um, Kari does an amazing job um, with that letter. So if you want to keep in touch with us or if you just need that weekly inspiration, then you can join our, our newsletter there. Uh, our light letter there. And then also there's a couple of audios, um, uh, links for audios there um, at the Get Your Entire Life tab on our website. Um, one is the Notes of Self 5-Minute Moment for this uh, particular lesson in my book, Lesson 11. And then there's another one called Breaking the Shell. So those two audios are listed on that page as well. We also have, um, and those audios are in my self-mastery library for those of you who are um, in the self-mastery library. I'm also introducing my new um, aura and clearing sprays. I'm so excited about these sprays. Um, I have been doing them um, for a little less than a year, and they people have given me great reviews. So we finally created a brand for them, a new brand for them. It's called the Black Goddess Garden Aura and Clearing Sprays, and they are really yummy. So. Today, we are featuring the Mother Load Spray, which is a yummy scent of frankincense and sage. And we always infuse and activate our, our um, scents in the sprays with uh, crystals. So that particular one, the Mother Load, is, is activated with tiger's eye crystal. And I call it the Mother Load because it's very powerful spray. Like, when it, like I say, aura and clearing, that means if you have any, if you feel like you have negative energy around at your job or at your house, Sometimes, you know, you can't burn incense or try to clear the air, but with this spray, you can spray it. And the mother load, you only need, like, one spray to spray it, like, one time, like, and that's it because it's a very powerful spray. So you can spray it around your house or you can spray it around your body, on your body, um, like in your aura, on your body, in your energy, to clear your energy if you feel, you know, feel um, like you feel tension or feeling any a negative energy on your upper shadow energy is what we like to say. This is a very powerful spray for that. 
We also have a new scent called Joyful Clarity. It's a powerful scent for being able to have some joy. We have our proprietary blend of essential oils in there, sage in there, and this um, beautiful water that I use with that. And so it's Joyful Clarity spray is also available. And then Sweet and Calm. My Sweet and Calm spray is infused with um, rose petals and sage and rose quartz crystals, activated with rose quartz crystals. It's a really calm, beautiful, soft scent that you can use when you just want to sweeten your day a little bit, like you've just been down a little bit. If you love, it's not deep, deep roses because there's other stuff in it for clearing, but it's a really powerful, sweet, soft scent. So these are all available on my website. You'll have to call us to get them because we, they're made to order. We have a few on hand now, but we usually make them to order, especially with the client. We want to talk to you and see which spray may be best for you. You could definitely tell us which one, but we like to guide you on that just to make sure, depending on what you want to accomplish, the wet spray. So you go to our website, you can read about the sprays, and then there's a number there that you can call us and um, place your order. So we're really excited about those. This is our first time. I'm just mentioning them on this show. You're the first to hear about these sprays, and they're called the Black Goddess Garden. Um, aura and clearing sprays. They're very uh, body and home um, sprays, very powerful, uh, effective. We've tested them on other, some of our, the clients, and they love them. So if you're interested, just go to my website at milanishani.com. All right, so this is the exercise that I want to give you to do it yourself exercise in my book. If you'd like to go get my book, you can go to, again, that same page, milanishani.com. Click on the Get Your Entire Life page and you can order the book there on that page. Or you can click on the Notes to Self tab and order the book there. So the exercise for the do-it-yourself here is on page 49 in my book. And so the first thing you want to do is speak your intentional affirmation three times. And the intentional affirmation we talked about earlier is, I am deeply in love with myself. So you want to say that three times before you begin your exercise. And then step two is you want to take seven deep breaths. And this is basically for clearing and, again, to bring yourself fully present to the exercise. Step three is to look at yourself in the mirror, okay, and say your name and then repeat and complete these sentences. If you don't get this, don't worry. You can go to, if you have an Apple phone, you can go to Apple um, Podcasts. And listen to us on there to get your entire life. You can listen to this show. I think this is episode 21. And then if you don't have Apple, then you can go to, you know, blog. If you're listening on blogtalk.com, go to blogtalk.com slash get your entire life, and you can re-listen to this. So um, no worries if you don't um, get it right away. Um, get everything that I'm saying. So step three, look at yourself in the mirror and say your name and then complete these sentences. I forgive you for. Okay. And then I appreciate you for. And then I love you deeply because. And then I now give myself permission to love myself deeper because. And so, for example, I would say, Milani, I forgive you for. And on this particular one, you want to put it all out there. Like you want to just write down every single thing that you feel that you've done, that you haven't done, that you've been talking to yourself about or you know, that you've been hating on yourself about. You just want to put it all out there and just write it all down, okay? And then the next one, you want to appreciate yourself. So, Milani, I appreciate you, appreciate you for. So these are all the things you really want to thank yourself for. 
You want to thank yourself for the beautiful, amazing things you've done because you have done some beautiful and amazing things. So no matter what you think, you have. So if you can't think of anything, then ask somebody around you who knows the amazing things that you've done so that you can remember. Because sometimes we get in the chaos and we really don't remember how amazing we really are. And then the last one is I love you deeply because. Why do you love yourself? What 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 is it that really drives you to love yourself? Like one of the things that I love about myself or what drives me to love myself is my level of dedication and commitment to my own personal growth and development. Like I have been committed to this for over three decades, and I'm still powerfully committed to my own growth and development. And I'm so proud of myself for that. That's what drives me to love myself because I know I can overcome anything as long as I'm committed and dedicated to my own change. Okay. And then I now give myself permission to love myself deeper because even after this statement, if the only thing is because I matter, (laughs) right? Because I matter. I give myself permission to love myself deeper because I matter, because I have work to do in this world. I may not know exactly what it is, but I know there's something. I know that I'm here for something. I'm just going to keep taking the step because every step you take reveals your purpose. Like every day I know that part of my purpose is to inspire and to, you know, activate people, right? But things unfold every day, like how do I do that? How do I create that? How how does that happen? And so that unfolds before my eyes every day, and I allow it. So for you, give yourself permission to love yourself deeper because you matter, because you're purpose, your life is unfolding before you every single day. Every step you take unfolds a new purpose, even if it's personal growth and development, because that's that's how you get closer to why you're here. And a lot of times it's that painful moment or painful situation that drives you deeper to force you to love yourself more to reveal more of who you are and why you're here. And so the last step, well, step four, is take a deep breath and release and let go. Once you say those four things and you know that you know that you know that you matter, just take a deep breath and bask in the glow of that. And then write down your feelings, how you feel. I have a, a journal, Notes of Self journal, that comes with the book that you can purchase with the book. So, um, you know, you can write down. If you have that journal, you can write down in your journal. But that's it. And that's a beautiful way for you to end your day is writing how much you forgive yourself or whatever, appreciate yourself, love yourself deeper, and then give yourself permission to go a little bit deeper because you matter. You really do. And so I hope and pray that this this show and this experience has really helped you um, in the way that you can now move in your purpose in the world because we all want to move our purpose in the world. We have a purpose for a reason. 
It's the way that we're going to clean up our world, change our world, is for everyone to get into their purpose, to be who they are without any apologies. No apologies for being who you are. Now, unapologetically and fearlessly being authentically who you are. Thank you so much, everyone, for joining us tonight. Thank you to all of you called in, clicked in, to be inspired and supported and elevated by this love goddess energy tonight. I love you all so much, Love Tribe, for supporting me and for being here on the show and for supporting yourself through this experience. We appreciate you. We're here every um, first, second, third, fourth Monday. <laughs> we're only off on holidays and on fifth Mondays. But we're here at 8 p.m. Eastern. Next week is the Goddess Garden Week, so we'll have a beautiful goddess here to talk about the beautiful things she's doing in the world. So we hope you can join us um, for that show. It has been my absolute pleasure. Please remember to listen to the replays on um, our Apple Podcast. Just go to Apple Podcast and then um, type in Get Your Entire Life in the search box. Or you can listen to us on blogtalk.com slash get your entire life. Please, um, if you feel so moved, subscribe to us on those two platforms so that we can continue to grow and other people will know what you know about getting your entire life. So it's been my pleasure being with you tonight. I look so forward with being with you all next week. I wish you God's love and light. And remember to always love yourself by being yourself. So I'm going to leave you with Mary J. Blige's Thriving. Good night, everybody. Look what I did, I made history. They don't know what to do with me. Ain't looking back, keeping it moving. I know exactly how to do this. Keep smiling, make them wild. Stay loud, don't dumb it down. Hold my crown up to the sky. Hold your crown up to the sky.
Everybody that try to violate, we beat it for God's sake. Never mind it, I'm reaching my prime the second time. That's great, and record time stops to hate. And love your life, fix your crown up straight. I dodged bullets in jail time and kept driving. Stood tall through it all. Keep no, thriving. Not, just surviving, yeah, we're thriving. 